0: Welcome to the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hosted by Calvary Baptist Church of Statham, Georgia. My name is Matt Dibler, and I have the great privilege of pastoring Calvary Baptist Church. This podcast can be heard every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. And now, here is our speaker for today. Good afternoon, and welcome to Lifting Lessons at Lunch. I'm Brother Tommy Young, Minister of Music at Calvary, and it sure is good to have you listening in today. We'll be in Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. Uh, The title of the lesson today is Putting Constraints on Complaints. Verse 14, do all things without murmurings or disputings, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. The word of God says on the seventh day God rested. But it's been said on the eighth day God started answering complaints. I love the familiar story of a man who decided to to join a monastery. And one of the rules of the monastery was that you could not speak but two words Every 10 years. He thought that was a little rough, but he wanted to be a monk more than anything. So they sent him to his room. 10 years later, they bring him out. His first two words, food bad. Head monk took him back to his room. He stayed there for 10 more years, brought him out. His 20th anniversary, his two words, bed hard monk took him back to his room for a third time. He stayed in there for 10 more years. His 30th anniversary, he comes out. His two words, I quit. The monk in charge responded, that doesn't surprise me a bit. You've done nothing but complain since the day you got here. I know that's a humorous story, but I'm just wondering if that's a good description of any of us that we've done nothing but complain ever since we got here. When it comes to many of us, we are very careful to tell the truth and not to gossip or slander. That's a good thing. Not to swear or use God's name in vain. But we pay very little attention to the corrosive words of complaining and criticizing that so easily flows from our lips. Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, gives us com- a commandment. Do all things without murmurings, complaining, or disputings, arguments, or quarreling. And I'm wondering, what was he thinking? Doesn't he understand that we are Baptist and that we were born to complain? Work without complaining or arguing? Serve without complaining? Give without complaining? I understand this, and it troubles me. Know why? Because I occasionally, well, let me just be honest. I regularly complain. Yet the truth of the matter is that we really have very little to complain about. Can you say amen right there? God's been good to us. Most of the time, it doesn't help. And most of the time, the stuff we're complaining about isn't worth it. Do all things without murmuring or disputing. Why? Verse 15. That you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as light in the world. The world blameless excuse me, the word blameless means above reproach. It doesn't mean sinless perfection, but it does take on a meaning of freedom from criticizing others. That word harmless means absence of inconsistencies. James puts it like this, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. We are to live our lives above reproach. We are to live a life that is consistently living for Christ. Later on, verse 15 goes, the sons of God. In other words, we're to be unmistakable children of God. Should be no doubt who we belong to. The word of God also tells us in verse 15, we're to be without rebuke. That means without blemish without stain, not tarnished, not of the world. We are in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. The world is looking for light and darkness. And really, folks, it's not too difficult to shine in the days that we live. We are called to live in such a way that those outside of Christ cannot rightfully point an accusing finger at us. There should be nothing in our lives that would cause discredit. To our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Matthew said in in 5.16, Even so let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. It doesn't say that they may see your good works and glorify you. It says that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. You see, the world knows how we are to behave and they watch us intently. Some hoping we will fail but most hoping we will stay true to what we believe because down deep they want to follow after someone who is real. Live so that others give glory to God and live so that others see your life, hear your word, observe your works and they don't say anything about you. They give the glory to God. That's a radically different way to live. It's a revolutionary way to live. But it's a good way to live. Finally, in verse 16, holding forth the word of life, that's the good news of the gospel, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. We're to hold fast the word of life. Until that glorious day when Jesus comes to take us to be with himself in glory. We're to keep the word of God in our hearts as a singular benchmark for truth. And to look to Jesus every moment of the day. For he is the author and finisher of our faith. Paul wanted the Philippian Christians to stand fast in faith. And to immerse themselves in the truth of God's word. Not only for a heavenly reward. That they would receive. But to demonstrate that his work. Among this church. At Philippi. Had not. Been in vain. You know ladies and gentlemen. I'm afraid some of our labor has been in vain. Because we've labored. Under the influence. Of ourselves and not under the influence of the Spirit of God. Why should we do all these things without murmurings and disputing? A songwriter put it like this, We have labored in the vineyard of the Lord, and it seems the world has stolen our reward. But God has not forgotten, and when He calls us home, will receive eternal treasures and a place of honor near His throne. The Course says, it's not in vain. It's not in vain. We serve a risen Savior. Jesus rules and reigns. The heavens cheer us on. We do not walk alone. Our labor, our witness, our faith is not in vain. Let's be blameless And harmless. Let's shine our lights in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. Let's hold forth the word of life till Jesus comes and remember, it's not in vain. Lord, help us to live our lives in a way that will be pleasing to you and in a way that would bring light to the dark world in which we live. Take this lesson now, Lord. Help it to change our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for being here today. And we look forward to the next time we get to see you. God bless you. Have a great day.